Hey NBA, Detroit Pistons here. Had a rough couple years in the NBA. 17 win season. Our star player got injured, Cade. So we could really use some good news right now. So we're just wondering, where are we drafting? Can we get no win before you? There's no way you get scoot. It's plain to see that Brandon Miller's going to a different team. What about four? The same as one through three. This is where you'll be after everything the Pistons have done. The NBA lottery is done. Hey, everybody. As you can tell by the beginning song and the song that's playing now, um, it was a rough couple days for me as a Detroit Piston fan. It was it was a rough couple days, but I'm here now recording my podcast, Nutty Buddy Sports. Thanks for joining me. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the podcast. Sorry for the singing. I had to express my feelings somehow. And I kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about the five stages of grief that uh, I experienced in the last couple of days. And really, it was pretty quick. So the Pistons dropped from one to five, which is the worst possible scenario for Pistons, the Pistons. As Piston fans, it is the one thing we did not want to happen. In fact, it is so bad that it happened because in the last 10 years or so, the team with the worst record has not fallen out of the top three. Think about that. The Pistons are the first team that had the worst record in the NBA that fell out of the top three, and we didn't even get four. With our luck, we got five. The second year in the row, we dropped out of the top three. So I'm gonna talk about my five stages of grief, and obviously it started with denial. Like most Pistons fans, we saw our card come up and we couldn't believe it. It was like, what are you kidding me? And what was so frustrating about it is that it went chalk. The lottery was going chalk up until it got to the Pistons. So it was sad. We were in denial. We're like, ah, did we Tebow? 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 I've heard it both ways. Um, the Did we record the draft last year and we accidentally hit play? And we fell to the fifth pick just watching the wrong show. That's all. Let's get get ESPN back up. Nope. We fell to five. So there was denial there. Couldn't believe it. Come on. A waste of season. Then we go into anger. The lottery's rigged. This is the way the NBA wanted it. Are you kidding me? Anger of wasting a whole season of basketball to try to get this prospect. And not just even... Getting Wimbenyama. I like Brandon Miller. I like Scoot. Um, and not having an opportunity to get those two guys as well. Falling out of the top three again. I'm going to say that a lot, by the way. Frustrating. It was frustrating. Sad. And uh, that's and it brought out anger. But then it br- brings out the next stage of grief. Bargaining. You're looking for ways to justify or try to move up. Or maybe I'm watching the wrong channel. Am I being punked? Where's Ashton Kutcher? I need to figure this out. Is there trades that we can do to move up? There's that part of it. But that that didn't happen. You can't, you can't bargain your way up to draft. There's just no way. Or maybe it's a, we're, we're trying to figure out, can these players fall to us? Oh, well, you know, Brandon Miller could... Okay, but then you get depressed. That's the fourth stage of grief. Depression hits, and I ate my depression in pizza and ice cream that night. I did. Ate a lot of pizza and ice cream. It lasted the next day. Is it worth rooting for sports? Should I continue to root for the Pistons? Why? Why is it every time I think something good is going to happen for the Pistons, it doesn't? not even getting the top three last year we lost out on Chet we lost out on Jabari we lost out on Paolo but uh, we got Ivy so that's good so we'll see what happens and that's where it comes 
full circle into the final stage of grief, and that is acceptance. And that's where we are right now. So as a Piston fan, I have been looking into some of these awesome players. Uh, we have, uh, you know, that could go to Detroit at five. Eamon Thompson, Whitmore, Hendricks, the other Thompson brother, Walker. Um, I'm really interested in Hendricks. He seems like he could fit on this team, but we'll see what happens. Whitmore is pretty interesting, so I'm going to look into these guys, watch some YouTube videos for these uh, guys, look up some stats for these guys. But really, uh, all of these players right now uh, could end up being good for the Pistons. Uh, is there a potential that they trade up? Maybe. There is a potential they could get this. 10th pick with the Mavericks if they're willing to move some veteran pieces to help Luka out but I'm sure the Mavericks will get some better offers there uh, but maybe the Pistons can sneak in at that 10th spot so there is still hope for the Pistons we still have Ivy we still have Duran we got Wiseman we got Cade coming back so with all that in mind um, you can accept it because you still have positive things to look forward to and we as piston fans do so if you're a uh, listener of the podcast and you root for a different team that is the experience that i went through as a piston fan during the draft lottery if you're a piston fan you probably felt very similar to how i did the first um you know the first day or two <laughs> uh going through the five stages of grief along with me um, now, what we're going to do for the rest of the podcast, my brother's going to join me. We're going to talk about the draft lottery. We're going to go over uh, some of the teams, a, sort of a mock draft, but going to do sort of sliding door moments for a lot of these teams. And we're going to play a game called Options Are Optional, and that's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Sports. So now what we're going to do is we're going to get into a mock draft. We're going to also play a game uh, I like to call options are optional. We're going to go over each team, not not every team in the lottery, but a number of them and talk about uh, choices that they have. And we're going to give uh, our opinion on which choice they should choose to do that with me. I have, like I mentioned before, I have Eric. Eric, how's it going, man? I can't complain How about yourself. I can complain. And I did. I did complain. I, I did my whining, but I, like I mentioned on the top Beautiful. of the yeah <laughs> top of the podcast, uh, I am now in uh, the stage of acceptance of the grief grieving stage. So now it's time to move forward. Uh, but uh, again, um, sorry to any listeners that had to hear that opening. Um, so Eric, we're going to talk about the mock draft uh, uh, understanding. We know uh, like me and, you know, to give the the viewers or listeners, I should say, sort of a background. I'm more into basketball, especially like knowing like who's coming on and stuff. You are you kind of know the teams a little better. You're getting back into basketball. So what better time to do that during mock draft season? So I want to get your opinion on some of these options that some of these teams have in this mock draft. I'm going off of SB8 Nation and you're going off of what? Bleacher Report. Okay, so I'm kind of interested to kind of compare the two as well. So maybe we'll do that. So number one, um, we don't have to spend a lot of time here. Did Bleacher Report have the Spurs taking Scoot or what? Uh, yeah, they said anyone over Victor Wamb uh, Wamby because he's not good at all. No, it's obviously Victor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because, I mean, if the Spurs do anything else, that would be – the, a shock to the world. So, I mean, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on them. Even I, who weren't, wasn't paying much attention to basketball last season, especially drafting basketball players, um, know that Victor was the number one, you know, he was the prize of the lottery. I watched 20 minutes of YouTube videos on him. Like, just, I watched a game. Oh, he looked so good. So, good for the Spurs. Congratulations, and we all hate you. <laughs> Okay, moving on, Charlotte. So Charlotte, in my mock draft on SB Nation, they have them taking Scoot Henderson. Is that who the bleacher? Yes. So basically, a lot of people agree on that. So let me ask you this, because we're going to play a little bit of, like I mentioned, on top option or optional. So there's a couple options that the Hornets have. You tell me what road you would go down if you are the GM of the Hornets. Now, obviously, you can draft Scoot. 
right? He's six mm-hmm. two guard. He's he's um quick. He's explosive. Uh, his shooting wasn't great last year, but he he you know he's a ball dominant guard. You can have two on a team, uh, or they could draft Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller six nine. Uh, he shot thirty four percent from three last year. He's um he's long. He's athletic. Not as athletic as some, but he is athletic, and uh, he 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 would be a a good fit next to Lamelo. You know hypothetically. Or the third option, which I don't know if too many people are talking about, is just trading LaMelo Ball for a ton of assets. And the reason why you would do this is sort of reset and build around Scoot. Um, and uh, LaMelo goes to a, a different team, and then his contract is coming up. This is the reason why you do it. Your team isn't going to be close to winning next year, even adding Scoot, because it takes young guys a little bit more time to develop. So your third option is to trade LaMelo and kind of restart the process. If you're the GM of the Hornets, what option do you take? See, here's where to me it becomes a little, like you said, like it's a little tricky because I don't want to be the GM that trades Lamelo Ball. <laughs> That's fair. I don't want to be the GM that that screws up Lamelo Ball because when healthy, Lamelo Ball is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I, from whatever I, whatever I've seen him right. play, he looks really good as someone you can build around. Now, I have no issue with him taking another guard because Lamelo one is six six, I believe. Yeah, he's six 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 seven. Yeah. So he could play off guard too, and Scoot could be like in the more traditional point guard position, not the traditional like point guard, but like you know he can guard the smaller guards, and Lamelo can guard the other, and it never hurts to have an extra ball handler. But I would actually grab Brandon uh, Miller mm. if I were the Hornets, um, because uh, I like the idea of putting. Um, the um uh what you call it. I like the idea of putting um pieces around Lamelo because I think you have a chance to contend quicker if you get another star next to Lamelo and then maybe make a a good free agent signing here and there. Um that's what I would do, but I could understand if you could trade him and build around Scoot Henderson, but I I mean I just don't want to be the GM to miss out on uh, like screw up Lamelo Ball, you know. Yeah, I I, I sort of agree with you. I'm kind of intrigued, uh, in, you know, going down that road because it's like how much could you get for Lamelo? Uh, probably a lot. Like I was thinking of like for instance, the Orlando Magic. They have two first round picks in this year's draft, and I think they have future picks and a bunch of young players. So if you could get like a, a a Suggs with the six and eighteen, I think the six and no six and eleven pick, and then get a bunch of first round picks moving forward in the future. That would be an interesting way to build your team around Scoot Henderson. But you are right; it, you don't want to be that guy that trades Lamelo. And I'm almost on your your corner though with Brandon Miller. The thing that every team wants is uh, a a forward or guard that's somewhere between six seven and six nine that can do it all and that's what brandon miller is so i don't know like that's sort of like the um uh the thing that every team inspired you know like it's desperate for is desperate for so i don't know why you wouldn't draft brandon miller there there's the off the court issues that might be but lingering but it's just like if you can get him out of you know, Alabama away from that situation and get them on a team. You know, I, I don't know if that would be a situation anymore. So I don't know I, if I were the Hornets, I'd probably go with Miller as well, just because everybody wants that type of that style of player. Well, and then you got a six, six point guard who can play two positions and then you got a, or almost three position nowadays in the NBA. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got all of a sudden a, uh, forward that can play probably two to three positions also. And that's what you want. Yeah. So where I feel like as much as everyone likes Scoot Henderson, and I'm not saying he won't be great and won't be, you know, fantastic. I don't, I don't really know too much, but, um, the idea is to, he's kind of going to be a guard and that's it. He can't really move any other positions. So you, you really, really can't maybe, you know, two guard a little bit, but a shorter one. Um, uh, so like I would go with the six, six Lamelo, six, nine Brandon Miller and work around build and around them two, uh, with some pieces. So that's what I would do. Yeah. I'm with you on that because like you make your defense more switchable. 
that way. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a six, two guard, no matter how hard they play, it's always going to sort of be a, ha- a liability on the defensive end. Like, I mean, unless if they're Patrick Beverly, you know, like, but that, that type of attitude and resilience is hard to find. And I don't know, like if he's spending all his energy on offense, how much is he going to have on defense? So I'm with you on that. Um, Let's go to three Portland. I, Portland here in my mock has Eamon Thompson, the, um, the guard that would come from the uh, overtime elite. Uh, who does who does Bleacher Report have them take? Well, they have Brandon Miller. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, they uh, they uh, uh, the Bleacher Report said they that they would probably assume that they would prefer to trading the right to draft Henderson and Miller, um, to try to get a star for with Damian Lillard. Okay, so that's where we're going to this game for them. You know, options are optional. So here's a couple options Portland has. The two, which you kind of mentioned already. Do they trade Dame or do they stay at three and take Miller or Scoot Henderson and keep Dame or do they trade the pick to get better? I think I think the one that I eliminate right away, and maybe you'll agree with this, is is you can't draft somebody there and keep Dame. So what what say you? I say trade the pick. Hmm. Um uh, I, I don't know, like, what you can exactly get for him, but Damian Lillard is, to me, the Portland trailer, Trailblazers. You know, like, he's been their star. I would love to see him retire a Portland Trailblazer. I know there's been rumblings. I've read I've read some things that he might want out. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, obviously, by read some things, I mean on Twitter, so take that for what it's worth. Right. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, but, like, um, Honestly, like as we have said, do right, do right by Damian Lillard. I would love for the Portland Trailer Trail Blazers to trade that number three pick, especially if Miller is gone, and get some sort of like stuff to put around Damian Lillard to try to make a make a couple like make a title run of some sort. That's what I would like them to do. But if that's not the option, the way I would do it, if Scoot Henderson is available. You draft him, and then you trade Damian Lillard for young assets. Yeah, this is a tough spot for the Portland Trailblazers because it is a way they can just reset their franchise. (laughs) But you, like you said, they want to be loyal, or part of them probably wants to be loyal to Damian Lillard. So I'm with you. I think I'd rather see them build around Damian Lillard. There's enough; they have enough assets where they could get not just one person, but two two really good players to put around him. And I was thinking about this, like, for instance, you know, I know miles, no, Mikel Bridges just went to the the nets, but if you mm-hmm. offer the third round pick and shade and sharp for bridges, like would the nets be like, yeah, that's a dumb, like, or would they be like, Oh, we can now reset our team and get, yeah. get shade and sharp who, who showed flashes of being really good last year and we get the third round pick, which could be either Scoot or Miller, right? And yeah. then you could trade, and then you got Simons for, for Anthony Simons still there. So you could trade him for like an Ananobi and future picks uh, for Ananobi, Simons and future picks for Ananobi. So there is a way they could add like two really good pieces to their roster to surround Dame Lillard. And both those players are still young. So it's not like you're hurting your franchise horribly if you do that and then you re-sign Jeremy Grant. And I'm just saying that's the way you do right by Lillard. The other way you do right by Lillard is if you're going to trade him, let him pick the team where he wants to go and then just deal with whatever assets you can get for him from that team. Yeah, and by all means, you know, like in the end, um, you got to do what you got to do for your franchise. And it's maybe like the old... Uh, the fact that I'm getting old that I want them to want, I really want Portland to win with Damian Lillard. I don't think uh, that's I an old thing. Idea. I think everybody wants that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay, good. I'm like, because it's like, I, I get the idea of hitting the reset button, but I mean, I really want a small market team like them to do really well with Damian who's, who's committed there. So that's just my dream scenario. So I, I might be speaking more of my heart than my head on that one too. But I do think they could, like you said, surround him with enough talent that they could be at least in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, so we're we're picking door two then is is to build around Dave. Okay, that's fair. 
Okay, let's go to Houston. Houston also has been, you know, as bad as the Pistons fans have been um, screwed over the last couple of years. Houston has been as well. <laughs> uh, so they, they went, you know, they had the sixth, uh, second pick last uh, two years ago. They had the fourth, third pick last year. Not, and I think they had the worst record last year. And then this year they had the four, they dropped the four, I think after having the second worst record uh, this year. So they dropped the four. Um, and in my mock draft, they're taking Brandon Miller. Um, who do you got them taking? Um, Amon Thompson. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a guard that I'm really I'm kind of hoping falls to the Pistons. I'll be completely honest with you. But um, Brandon Miller. Okay, so again, Houston is at a crossroads because I don't know if you heard the rumors, but it sounds like James Harden and the Houston Rockets have an interest in reuniting. What are you laughing? I don't like it. I don't like the idea. Okay, okay. So what what do you do if you're Houston? You're the GM of the Houstons. What do you want to do with that pick? What do you do with the James Harden situation? Obviously, if you know, like Miller's there, who like I I really like Miller, so I, I'm just making it clear right now that I almost would pick him if I had any of these top five picks and he was still there. Um, but. I actually don't like the I don't dislike the idea of drafting Amon Thompson. Thompson, the Rockets are an up and coming team. I don't think they need to get someone like I would not go after James Harden because Harden is Harden. Like if you like, I don't say he sabotaged Doc Rivers, but like, like some people I've listened to say that. Um, but I will say that like, I I've seen it a million times with them, and you don't want. I don't feel like you want young people up and coming saying hey if i become a superstar i can act like this mm-hmm. that close and I, because i don't really like how james harden seems to act as a superstar you know what i mean yeah so i don't want i wouldn't go after james harden if i was houston i would draft a young player i'm in thompson i don't mind the idea to give him like the most athletic three people they can you know like three you know forward i mean guards and uh, wing player that probably is it would be in the nba almost um, but I would just, and I would just stay away from Harden. I would just continue the rebuild process. Don't, don't try to, as uh, someone in Philadelphia once said, uh, trust the process. Just yeah. keep, <laughs> just keep getting talented young players, and you'll, you know, see what happens. I, I would rather do that than grab someone who's should be in the twilight of their career. And quite frankly, if he's going to Houston, I feel like it's more for the city than it's actually for basketball. Yeah, and I will add too is. My choice for Houston as a team construction standpoint, if for whatever reason, both Amon Thompson and Brandon Miller were there, I would still take Thompson. And the reason why I take Thompson is he is a playmaking, willing passer um, that uh, the Houston Rockets don't have someone like that. They have Jalen Green, who's a chucker, Jabari Smith, who needs to be set up. And then they got Sagoon, who's really good, but he's not like a... He, he can play make, but they don't play through the center in that system. So getting someone like Thompson who can distribute the ball and set players up and is used to playing that point guard, that traditional kind of point guard, plus the size that he has, I think that would be a really good fit for Houston. Really, Houston would have been perfect scoot spot. Like that was the perfect mm-hmm. scoot spot and they lost out on him. But um, so that that's the way I would go too is just continue to build young. Uh, but if you're going to build around James Harden, it sounds like that they also have interest if they get James Harden to go after Chris Middleton and they're w- willing to trade their young players. Again, Houston's going. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. They're also interested in Jalen Brown, which is like a better player to be interested in. But yeah, um, what I would say is they again, they are a team like the Portland Trailblazers that have the assets where they could build around James Harden. I don't think successfully, I don't think he can be a number one on a team and you win, but they have the assets to go all in, so to speak versus um, the same as Portland, or they could, or they could build young. So they could go either direction as well. If I, you know, uh, if I was a Houston rocket fan, I would want him to build young. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like we all know who James Harden is. Yep. Uh, by the way, he is a great passer. He's a great basketball player. I just, I don't think he's winning a championship anytime soon. And yeah, I don't think he, even if you surround him with Jalen Brown, Chris Middleton, uh, because you'd have to give up 
all of a sudden because they also have Kevin Porter Jr., who I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you have to then you're giving up J, possibly Jalen Green, probably Kevin Porter Jr., and maybe you know like you, you have to give up these talented players to get these at least more experienced players. But would you honestly say they're that much more? talented maybe Jalen Brown you you know like he's really talented he's you know borderline top five player not top five sorry but he's a borderline like top 15 top 20 player maybe Mm -hmm. um so like I uh I don't that would be the only trade I'd be okay with but outside that you know Chris Middleton is in the twilight of his career James Harden clearly is in the twilight in his career career like I, I no build young that way when that way you can get better and build a long-lasting dynasty, not just oh, we're going to be good for three years, maybe, and hopefully we have a chance for a championship. I don't feel like that will happen with that, even if they got both those additional players because of what they would have to give up. No, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Now, I am rooting for James Harden to go there, though, because I love the chaos. I would love yeah. to see like just how it all pans out. That would be kind of fun. But for Houston Rocket fans, guys, just be be with the Pistons right now. Let's just wallow in self-pity for a while and let's just be young for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So you hope your time to be, you know, contending is in 2 years. Don't yeah. try to speed up the process. Just just let it go, let it be the They let, got a good let, coach let now be, too. Yeah, like yeah. that's the thing is like you you don't need to speed it up. You just keep going away. Jalen Green looks really good. I like Kevin Porter Jr. Get another young guy. I like Singwin, even though he's not really a hundred percent for. They don't use him a hundred percent like I think they should. I like I him. I agree. I do too. Um, quite a bit. You have pieces. You get another piece. You got almost. Re- you got like four or five good starting people right there. Like that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. If you're Disney Milwaukee point. too, like if you're Milwaukee, aren't you like, oh, you want Middleton? Sure, I guess. Oh, you can have him uh, twist our arm. Who can you give us? Oh, you can give up these young stars, uh, you know, developing players, which we wouldn't normally be able to get because yeah, we're just Milwaukee too good. Kevin Porter Jr. on their team. Yeah, or, or Jabari Smith or yeah. Jalen Green. You know, I don't think they'd yeah. get Green. I think Green's no, no, a I think little Green much. Is, but who, yeah, Green would be staying unless they're giving up Giannis. Um, but like, but imagine this, you know, like, oh, they give up, they have to give up Jabari Smith or, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. to Milwaukee for Chris Middleton. And maybe Milwaukee has to give up a pick, but then Milwaukee's like, yeah, no problem. Have my 27th overall pick that I'll never get somebody like this guy. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. sure. Go for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. Okay. Let's go to five. Um, like I said, we're not going to do all the teams in the lottery, but just the teams that we're kind of interested. This is my team, the the loser, the biggest loser of the draft lottery, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, on my mock draft, they're uh, getting Cam Whitmore. Uh, Mine for- has Jarris Walker. Jarris Walker, yes. That's the guy I'm kind of interested in. 7'2", wingspan, 6'8", 240 pounds. He's a defensive Really good defensive player, and I'm just like that would be really nice. Uh, next to uh, um, getting stretched to floor, it sounds like what I'm yeah, reading. Yep, yeah, exactly. Uh, the other guy I'm kind of interested in is Taylor Hendricks because he's 6'10, 6'9, 6'10, and he's kind of the same thing good defender, and he he can spread the floor. Uh, Cam Whitmore, though, he is 6'6, 230 pounds, and he's kind of an athletic freak. Uh, again, um He's a good defender. Um, he's he's thick. So I don't know. It, it, we're we're kind of, this is the interesting part of this draft is like picks three through 12, I think it was, was like these six, 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 seven, six, eight, six, nines guys that are all like have a different set of skills, but kind of all the same at the same time. So, um, so anyway, for the Pistons, I think just sitting at five and getting someone would be good for them. Do you think there's any possibility or do you think uh, they should try it all the trade up uh, maybe with like a Portland? Um, I don't know what they could give Portland, though. So I just think they're going to just have to sit at five and pick it. Well, here's the issue from what I understand a little bit. I've read keyword a little bit um, is unless they make Dar uh Darren or Ivy available in a trade. Oh Durin? 
Yeah, Doran, sorry. Yeah, um, that's okay. Available in a trade, they're most likely not going to move up from the spot five spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless you're willing to do that, you're most likely going to be stuck where you're at. So then you just kind of look at what, you, and I wouldn't do it, by the way. I'd keep the young core of Cade, Ivy, and Duran and build a, continue to build around that. Yeah. Um, I would look at someone like Jarris Walker, someone like um, uh, what was the guy you just Tyler uh, Hendricks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, a stretch four. Um, someone that can hit a shot, still play some good defense. You don't need Cade. Cade can handle the ball pretty good. Obviously, I mean, I would love to see another um, uh, a playmaker with Cade, just because I don't. I I do think they could use another one, but. I feel like between Cade and Ivy, they they're, they're doing okay with people who can handle the ball. Just mm-hmm. get another guy who can play some good defense, make some good, make their open shots, and um, that's what I would do. I mean, at five, I mean, you hope you get a star, but like, I mean, but you, you, unfortunately, like you said in the draft, you start getting into this point where all these players are more like you know, good, look like they could be good starters at most, you know, so. Yeah, and they're all kind of the same. So it's like you're throwing a dart at the dartboard, you know, so to speak. They're kind of, I'm not trying to say they're all the same, but they're kind of all the same, where they're all in this 6'6 six, six to 6'10 six, range. And they, some of them are knockdown shooters and less defenders. Some of them are more defenders, less knockdown shooters, you know, and they're kind of like these three and D guys that everybody wants. So you just got to, at five, you got to pick the best one available. And that's going to be the challenge for the Pistons during this next month to figure out which guy that is. Now I hope Thompson falls to five, um, but we'll see. Um, it, because Eamon, Eamon Thompson, because I just think that him being that other playmaker, and I know like Ivy can be a playmaker, but he he reminds me of, more of like an attacker, and um, he's looking to score, which I like. But he he's made some really good passes. Don't get me wrong; I watched most of every <laughs> Piston game. So he has the playmaker ability in him. But again, I don't think you can have too many playmakers on a team as long as they're all willing passers. And we know Cade's a willing passer. Eamon Thompson would be a willing passer, but we'll see how that plays out. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Perfect. So let's, uh, let's hit a, a couple more teams now that we're out of the top five that I'm interested in. One is Orlando. So they have the sixth pick on my thing. They're picking Taylor Hendricks, but this is not why they're so interesting to me. They also have the 11th pick and their team is actually pretty good and young, right? So they have a ton of like assets on their roster. So the reason why I'm bringing them up is because it's sort of a sliding door moment. Do they try to package the two picks with an asset to move up to get a better, like a, uh, a scoot or a Eamon Thompson, or do they stay and pick at six and 11 or do they trade six and 11 for more of a proven commodity? Like, uh, you know, they'd have to package more, but like I mentioned before, like a Lamello, if the Charlotte Hornets are looking to move them or someone like that. So what, what would you do if you're the, the magic with those two picks? So here's where I think the magic are in a little different situation than the teams above them, obviously is that Paolo is a beast. Yes. They have, they have a lot of, I feel like they have a lot of young talent right now. Yeah. Wagner, Suggs, Fultz yeah. is actually good now. <laughs> yeah. Carter. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Like, so I think they have a lot of talent. So yeah. I think they're in the spot where they could package those picks, either trade up if they can to get a bigger name player to like, um, I wouldn't be sad if they put Fultz, those two picks and somehow got the three and grab that guy that you want for uh, Detroit really yeah. bad. Yeah. Amen. Thompson. Um, yeah. Yep, yeah, that that wouldn't break my heart because I think that's what they kind of need is another player, a player like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they could do something like that, but if they could also get, you know, if they could get Lamelo, if they could get uh, uh, someone like that too, like I feel like they're in the position where they could make a jump by adding a uh, veteran player of some sort to a team that's willing to get unload a veteran player that, and they don't have to be a you know an old veteran either. They could be. You know, there's a younger one that's like up and coming that's going to be on a second contract. Um, because realistically, at even um, uh, where they're drafting at six and 11, they're probably not going to get another star. Obviously, you know, there's always a chance. Um, but I like the idea of you can pair someone with Paolo and them. You could all of a sudden have a really good team next year. And then, yeah. 
like and then another year of development you could be contending i think they could jump start their rebuild project by doing that yeah i so. i agree i agree i think they're going to be in the play in next year if they play this right that's that's how much i like they're they're close um someone like Eamon thompson like you mentioned but even adding i was thinking even for anthony simons if you could get him, like if, if Portland decides to trade and uh, to get uh, pieces around Dame and and try to build that way, for Anthony Simons is a really good knockdown shooter. He he was shooting at one point like 50% or 53% from three at like the first three months of last season. Uh, so having him in there at guard and letting Paolo and Wagner just handle the ball, Pablo and, and, and Wagner handle the ball, I think that would be good as well. So I, I agree with you 100%. They, they have so many options. I don't know what I would do. I, the only thing I know I wouldn't do is probably pick two other guys because at some point you have too many young guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and now I, I think now they're in the transition where they need to make like a big splash of some sort. Yes. Um, and they might have to get rid of one of their young guys to make that big splash for that other player. Like even if they somehow can get Jalen Brown or something like that. Um, not that I think he would be a perfect fit for that offense, but uh, I mean, for a team, but I'm just using that as an example. Like that, that's what you need to do. The Hornets are willing to trade Lamelo. I think you jump all over that. Yeah, get so, what you, trade what you got to for him, but keep Apollo pa- and Wagner. You know, you keep those yeah, two, yeah, keep but them like... too. And tra- but imagine that team with Lamelo, Paolo, and Wagner on that. Mm-hmm. that would and be then fun. they would they would still have assets on their team because two first round picks. If that's what the if that's what the um, Hornets want to do, which by the way wouldn't be terrible for the Hornets if they no. did it that way because. They'd get three picks in this draft. They could get some more talent on a very um, light roster. Yeah. And yeah, they would be without Lamelo, but then they build around Scoot. So in the end, that could work out for both teams. And I would actually, that would be one of the few times I'd be like, well, again, I, if I was a Hornets GM, I wouldn't trade Lamelo, but I could see why you would do that. Yeah, I think that would actually be super. Again, I love chaos, so that would be like a fun chaos move. Okay, let's go to another team. I'm kind of interested in what they're doing, the Washington Wizards. And I know that's kind of a weird one, but we know that Bradley Beal is um, kind of like always in the trade rumors. And I think Washington would maybe like to get rid of him. So here, here's a question. Would you, who who says no quicker? Um, eight and Bradley Beal for three and whatever contracts work for Portland Trailblazers. So you're you're putting Bradley Beal next to Damian Lillard and giving up the number three pick, but they still get the eighth pick in this year's draft. Um, let me think about that. Because Bradley Beal is a very odd player, in my opinion, because he's talented enough to be like a borderline star. Mm-hmm. And then he's not talented enough to actually stay there. You, you um, know, you know what tier he's he's in the James Harden tier for me. Yeah, That's I where he is. That. Where like he's a really good. Now, obviously, James Harden has gotten farther, but you you could argue his teammates have been better, right? Yeah. So 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 you could argue that part of it, but like where he's that guy who's going to put good numbers up, but like he just needs somebody else to lead the team, in my opinion. I actually don't mind that trade for either team because at eight, if you're the trailblazers, you can still get, yeah, the trailblazers, you can still get like one of those solid role players on your team. And then you got another star to take off pressure from Lillard. So I wouldn't mind that for either team. And then you got the wizards who, for whatever reason, should be in rebuilding all the time since I've seen them play basketball. Um, they almost always should be in rebuilding. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that they, But they always seem to be drafting at like this type of spot where they can't get a star potentially to get a star. So I would like that trade a lot if I was both teams. Because... Um, you you almost you kind of, you should get rid of Bradley Bureau as a Washington Wizard, even if you I mean like unless you hit on something, you're most likely not going to get anyone to come to the Wizards in free agency that really wants to, and you don't got that other player. You like I mean yeah. Kuzma, he's a Wizard, right? I mean he's yeah. not he he to me he's just a above average guy. So mm-hmm. like he, like he he's not he's not a star a super uh, he's not going to be the type of guy to make whatever, you know, like make your team. And Bradley Beal, like you said, he's a very good, he's a, he's a good second 
the second fiddle. Like it, and Damian Lillard is a very good first fiddle, but he he needs that second one. Yeah. So, yeah. so well, I and they that, and they have Perzingis. I like Perzingis, but he can't stay healthy. But like, yeah. Tear it down, like just start over. You don't want that contract anyway. <laughs> like, I don't know if the Wizards can get out that contract. That'd be great. And um, I, I don't know if you're Portland, you could get Bradley Beal in the eighth pick. I, I mean, I don't know. That sounds good to me. So, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's obviously what the front office of Portland want to do. If they hit the reset button, you don't do that. But if you don't hit the reset button, that's that that'd be a good move. I like that. I like that idea a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. And why why the Portland Trailblazers wouldn't have to put more to that? Because some might argue like, oh, but Bradley Beal's it's the contract's really bad. Like, I mean, it's yeah. a bad contract for for not having a number one guy. So it's what he deserves, I guess. You know, like that's what he would get paid in the open market anyway. But if he was with LeBron James and he had that contract, he'll look different as a player than him being the star himself. So you gotta you know. Yeah, I think so, probably the podcast I'm thinking of that I listened to one of my podcasts that had him in like uh, he gets drafted as one of the worst contracts. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, one of these one of the podcasts I listened to. So yeah, no, I, I know he has a bad contract because again, he has like a number one's contract, but he's not a number one. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go. Last team we'll talk about Dallas Mavericks. So they actually get their pick. They would have lost it if they picked outside the top eleven. So they did something where they tanked at the end of the year. They got the tenth pick. Uh. So they got to keep their pick. Uh. And really, it's just a question: Do they sit there and pick the best player available, or do you try to get that pick and trade it to a team that might be rebuilding for a couple veterans? I'll give you an example. For instance, and it's only because I saw it on Twitter, would you trade um, for Boyan and Bagley for the 10th overall pick? Something like that. Not It doesn't have to be those two guys, but um, what? so what would you do as the Mavericks GM? I mean, I wouldn't, but that's because I don't like Boyan and Bagley all that much. They're, they're solid players, but I, I just, I don't, I feel like you can get just as much contributed from the 10th overall pick almost. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, uh, Johnny Davis was the 10th overall pick last year, and he was in the Jiggly the entire year. So it just depends. There, there's a randomness where, like, with Bojan, you know he's a 20-point scorer, and Bagley can come off the bench and give you, like, 13 and 5 or 13 and 6. You know what I'm saying? So it's really do you go with the unknown at 10, or do you go with what you do know because you're trying to build around Luka and, yeah. you know, Kyrie possibly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. So yeah. Um. I guess. Uh. Thinking about it really hard. Like. I mean. I. I would pull the trade. I guess as a Maverick. Uh. As the Maverick GM. Uh. I would one have a lot of money, Mark Cuban. Um. But, <laughs> um, um, but um. Yeah. I mean. I guess you probably are looking more likely to trade out of that pick to get more proven players because you got Luka Doncic. We all know he's top five player in the NBA, probably um, at the very least borderline top five and you build around him, but you're going to want to get probably more proven players and unknown commodities. Um, So yeah, no, I think that's something you would think of because uh, you would want to do that. Uh, Someone like Bradley Beal, we just talked about, he's a bigger contract, but that'd be to me kind of nice next to uh, Doncic. Um, uh, but yeah, no. If you can get another uh, Doncic, and uh, I know um, Kyrie's there too, but uh, I, I I have Kyrie's interesting. Yeah, you don't <laughs> know if he's going back there or not. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. That, that that see, I would get out from underneath Kyrie if I could. I wouldn't have traded for him, not because he's not super talented. He is extremely talented. Um, but you just never know what he's going where his head's at. That's the reality right. of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I think you do try to trade out of it to get hopefully someone that has like talented players, but are gonna just do a rebuild and get one of those talented players. Yeah, um, I think that's what you kind of have to do, um, because of Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving probably being there, because you're hoping to be contending again. So you don't want to be having too much of a project uh, uh, and 
there's not often that a 10th pick is going to come in and light up your uh, do do much for you right off the bat. They can do some things, but they ain't going to be most likely, you know, setting the world on fire or even providing as like much benefit as like you said, Bagley and Boban. So. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, um, and, and that was just an, for instance, trade, like, could yeah. they get two different veterans on two, like, uh, maybe, um, the nets with like Royce O'Neal and, and, um, you know, Finney Smith, which would be kind of funny him coming back, like, like something like that. Yeah, but I think they need to go that route. I wouldn't even, I don't know if I, if you know, Kyrie's coming back, I wouldn't go after a star. I would go after a couple get your your roster deeper because that's what happened with the Suns is they went after a star and then they lacked depth on their roster and come to find out that didn't really work out for them so if you have two guys that are going to score the basketball get some depth so I'm with you I'd probably trade the pick if I'm the Dallas Mavericks as well okay man did is there any team that picks in the lottery that you're kind of interested in or not really um okay see I'm always kind of slightly um interested in what they're doing because they're to me they're kind of like the same thing as the uh, I think they're in a better situation than the Magic because all they need is Chet to come back healthy, um and then you got Shea who's amazing, and you got uh, I think Joe Williams was playing really well at the end of the year if I remember, and um, there's another guy they had that I really like oh Giddy. <laughs> Why yeah. did I forget about Giddy? I love yeah. Giddy. Yeah. Um, sorry, but that's the so most like, unathletic, athletic, awesome dude. I've like. I mean, there's some of them, but like he's just so unathletic. Like Jokic is unathletic, but Giddy's like six eight. He's not like big. He's unathletic, but he he gets his he gets his is numbers. He really six eight. Yeah, he's six eight. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but no, but like so, but you you gotta love like I, I am curious what OKC does because to me they're in the same spot where you like you could draft some depth pieces, but do they really need depth pieces? And they have eight hundred picks in the next four years. So like, and they, yeah, and and Chet's coming back next year, right? Like the, yeah. you, you know he he's coming off an injury, so it's like you're adding a pick already. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of like that Grady Dick. I hope Grady Dick falls to him. So if you don't know him, he's like a six eight. He was a freshman, but he shot 40% from three last year. So just yeah. like putting a shooter on the court with Shea and Giddy and Chet that will make the floor bigger like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean not spread out the floor, I should say. Spread out the floor a little bit more. That would be yeah. a pretty interesting fit. But I'm with you. I don't know. They have so many picks that if they wanted like a Bradley Beal or something like that, they could just offer not all of them, but some of them and get Bradley Beal and just add them to that team, which would be pretty interesting or, or someone like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like yeah. him entirely, but someone like that where uh, it would be kind of interesting if they add like a, another really good piece right away uh, and go for it next year, because I think Shea is good enough and Giddy's good enough. And then it just depends on how Chet comes back, but you get another player in there. I think that team could be pretty fun next year. Well, that's, that's what I watch why I'm intrigued by them because it's like, I, they're one player away and it's not even, you're not even saying one star player. Yeah. They're just a one above average player to me away from being competing because Shea's going to get better. If you can believe that. Yeah. Um, like he, he's an he's an all star. Giddy's like somehow can get a triple double. Yeah. Um, he he's solid. And then if Chet lives up to any of his height, um, and then they have a I like Klitsch. I can't pronounce his name right, but he's the center. He oh Poloszewski. Yeah, Poloszewski. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, they had a rookie who was I guess if you did buy the um. That's who I think uh, the Williams kid. I'm trying to talk think about, but I don't. Yeah, both both that. both are Jalen Williams, I think, but they're spelled differently, and they're not. Okay, really okay, that's why I'm probably like getting confused here. But um, they have that guy who I think if they did, someone said they did the metrics, and he had very similar per 36 minute stats as Paolo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah um. So I'm not saying he's got as good as Paolo, by the way. I want to make sure that's clear. But I mean that's that's encouraging, and then I like Isaiah Joe. I think he is. He's a he's a good shooter. Yeah. So it's like, and they still got more depth besides that. But well, um, Dort, uh, the their small forward. Yeah, Lou Dort. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. He's a three and D guy. Like they are not very far away. Heck, they might not even need to do anything, but they don't need these picks to pick up more players. I don't think. Yeah, they're kind they of the, players. Yeah, they're kind of the same situation as Magic, right? Like it's yeah. almost like it's worth adding a known 
above average to good player at this point versus drafting an unknown. Right. And you can package, you got so much depth, especially the thunder with, with so many assets that you can package enough up where even if you put a couple players in that trade, you have enough players on your team that it's not going to, not going to hurt you in the long run. So, and, and you know, the funny part, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they can still draft unknowns. Oh yeah. They're (laughs) they're so good at drafting. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can still do that. That's why they intrigue me is because they can still draft unknown players to see if they get that random, you know, next superstar. Yeah. Even if they trade for a an above average to um just really good player by giving away some assets because they have so much. Yeah. No, you're so you're I'm, right, man. Yeah, that's a I'm, good call. I'm really curious on what they do. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I do think uh, just a bold prediction that we'll see a lot of movement in the top five to six picks this year, uh, just because of all the, the moving, the options that are optional. (laughs) That's why like the sliding doors, like what is Houston going to do? What is Portland going to do? You know, can, can a team like Orlando move up? What are they going to do? OKC, which we mentioned. So uh, it'll be fun to watch. The only pick that we have no question about is the number one overall pick. Yeah, they're definitely going to leave, trade that to Detroit. So anyway. <laughs> they feel bad for Detroit. Pop is like, I've seen them suffer long enough. I've been in the in the NBA 800 years. Detroit's have been going through a big rough patch. We, we got you, bud. That's what's going to happen. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, man. Well, that's all I got. Anything else to add for, about the draft NBA? No, that should be all. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks a lot for joining me. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed if you haven't yet, follow me on Instagram at NuttyBuddy underscore sports. That's when I show I drop podcasts. You can also follow me on Twitter and follow our YouTube channel as well, Nutty Buddy Sports. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we will talk to you guys soon. <laughs>